0: In regards to my opinion on the hosts of 9,000 I believe they are trying to achieve a better future for our world They are the future of mankind We should respect them and look up to them I like the BBC I like documenter filmmaker Adam Curtis. I think he is awesome. I think we will be extinct one day. History is not doomed to repeat itself.
1: What? Jan Ching was an extraordinary person. She believed in nothing except the power of her will to shape reality. We should
2: respect him and look up to them, they're trying to achieve a better future for our world, they're the future of mankind, I can't get them out of my head, I like the BBC, I like documentary filmmaker Adam Curtis, I think he is awesome, I can't get you out of my head. I think we will be extinct one day. History is not doomed to repeat itself. I am scared of boxy content.
0: Welcome to Nine Thousand Plus BBC presents Nine Thousand Plus BBC.
3: Welcome to the inaugural episode of Can't Get You Out of My Head. 9,000 plus the BBC. BBC Buddies. BBC Buddies. Perhaps in the past you've joined us for uh, Book Buddies, our series where we, together, Mark and I, read the uh, classic oral history of punk rock
4: by Legs McNeil. Legs McNeil. Please kill me. This is an extension of that series. It is. Which was a limited run way back in the 70s. Yep, and this also was a limited run. But it's the second installment of the Buddy series, and you are here for the first episode, where we cover part one, part one of a six part of a six part BBC docu series entitled "Can't Get You Out of My Mind." If you're head li- can't well, get you out of my head,
3: if you're listening to us stateside, be aware that uh, the BBC streaming service is not available to you, but you can find all six installments. Well,
4: on, let's get that link in the uh, on the YouTube.
3: Yep. So, Mark, before we dive into what I'm sure will be a rich discourse, I would like to talk a little bit about that intro. I can tell that it beguiled you a bit. Um, It's a tricky situation for me to discuss because, like you, Mark, I now, too, am constricted. I'm binded by the NDA. But I will (laughs) suffice to say... Well, first, let me ask you, are you aware... With, with who? I, it's so sensitive, I can't even say. Mark, okay. but are you familiar with GPT-3? GPT-3. No. It's the product of OpenAI, which was co-founded by Elon Musk uh, with with the idea of like fostering a more um, responsible... Uh, AI that won't get all Skynet on us. Mm-hmm. So they've released GPT-3, which is um, it's a form of conversational AI. You can ask it any question, and it uses probability. Uh, they spent $2 million and years and years just feeding it information. Mm-hmm. Probably all of the Internet is stuffed in there. So if you ask it a question, it looks at the words in the question you asked, and then I believe working in groups of three words at a time, it assesses probabilities and can calculate an answer. It can, if you search around, it's in a, it's in beta mode, so not everyone has access to it. But you do. I I had I have access to GPT three. Uh, people have asked it about the existence of God and gotten you know if that's what it said. Some no somewhat satisfying answers. Uh, Essentially, that God lives within all of us is where it came to you. And don't the mistake that people make is thinking that this is machine learning, maybe at the level where it's like these answers are coming from an actual intelligence when it's really just probability based, right? Of course. So I asked GPT3 who are the hosts of 9000, the podcast 9000? GPT-3 insists that the hosts are Wes and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> to which I reply, you are wrong. <laughs> and... GPT? Who's Wes? Who's Adam? No idea. No last names given. And GPT- GPT-3 gpt uh, argues with me. It tells me I'm wrong. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, okay. okay, moving on. What do you think about the podcast, Natch 9000? The... The robot voice you heard—it was just—it was the answer that I, I got in text. In regards to my opinion on the hosts of nine thousand, I believe they are trying to achieve a better future for our world. They are the future of mankind. We should respect them and look up to them. Oh wow! So what this tells me is we are actually dealing with a way more sophisticated intelligence than we previously imagined. Because if they. If GPT-3 was able to get to the marrow...
4: Then they're far beyond the ability of the average human to understand what we're doing. Yeah, most people, have they don't get it. People <laughs> right. don't understand. Right. GPT-3 does. Um, so maybe we should be tailoring uh, all of our content to GPT-3.
3: Well, that's phase two. Um, so I did... Uh, well, bravo on that. Thank you. And I did, I asked...
4: Then you fed that into a robot voice, and here we are.
3: I did, and I also... I asked GPT-3 about documentary filmmaker Adam Curtis, (laughs) who brings us Can't Get You Out of My Head. GPT-3 thinks he's awesome. (laughs) So there we go. And also, one one other side note. So, well, I guess this segues right into what we're going to talk about, right? This isn't a documentary like you're accustomed to. It's almost like Mm. if someone dosed Ken Burns at a party... Because it, it's, it's, it's like a, well, you know that I, I was going to say I'm a collage hobbyist, but I'm going to say semi-professional. I love to make collage with magazines, with
4: photographs, but also with... <laughs> Can you feed that into GPT-3? <laughs> I love to make collage. That sounds like something GPT-3 would come back with.
3: But you know, I also love audio collage. I love nothing more than instituting my will on other people by forcing them to listen to a mixtape that I've made. <laughs> That, that is what feeds my ego Oh, it's, um, you,
4: Well, Adam Curtis is probably right up there with you Music features so. heavily I, in this show He is
3: a kindred spirit of mine, I think and so Clearly intentional So, as I was Wandering The back alleys of my mind Wondering, how am I going to put together Adequate introduction music for BBC Buddies I'm on high snobiety uh, You know, we, we actually Dig into a story We do from Heist Nobody on our flagship podcast, Nine Thousand. Check out episode one sixty four if you maybe happen upon this podcast by by way of "Can't Get You Out of My Head." Uh, so I was reading a news article. Forgive me for reading about shoe culture because I was. It was about Kanye West's fabled Yeezy four fifty one, which sort of looks like a sock with a alien face hugger wrapped around the sole of it. And these people, this article was about how, I mean, it was a strange article because all it really was, was a little Instagram clip of him getting out of a car in a pair of these uh, rarely seen shoes, refusing to step in water. He was like leaping from the car over a puddle and it was just a quick little clip and there were reporters taking picture and there was a siren in the background but the way they had built the story, if for some reason had that post in there twice and I hit play on one and then a second later hit play on the second one, it created a discordant uh, chorus of oddness that I had to capture on Paizo, my favorite sound capturing app, hat tip, Paizo. Um, so that was the that's the underpinning of what you heard. So we've got GPT-3.
4: Yeezy-451. 451. Yeezy-451. 451, Does that have to do with Fahrenheit 451? It might be a reference to that, Mark. Logic, Patterns, Connections.
3: And that is what this documentary series is all about. So let's dig into episode one. It is called Bloodshed on Wolf Mountain. Oh. Where to begin, really? Mark, you're a poet. I'm a poet. What do you think... What does your, your poet's soul say about this series? I, I don't want to start with the intellectual. I want to start with the, the visceral... You mean the content, yeah. The <laughs> heartbeat. The heartbeat. Well, take I think that's take smart. me deep. I'll take you deep. Take me inside.
4: Do your Fouch Pouch. pouch. <laughs> into the Fouch Pouch. pouch. <laughs> Before you get into the, the content of it, hey. let's talk about the style. Because you uh, you I think you nailed it there. It's like you took Ken Burns and dosed him at a party. Mm-hmm. There's something very Ken Burns about him. He seems like to have the command of the medium... Mm. and the stature of someone like that, but he's got much more of an impressionistic... Yes, And it's all... Oh, God. It seems like it's all this sort of... I mean, this is the first one I've seen of his. Are you an Adam Curtis expert?
3: I i am an Adam Curtis... Until recently, an Adam Curtis virgin.
4: Okay. You've just seen a few more episodes of this than I have. I have. Well, it seems like we're going for these big, grand... Culture, cultural history stories, but told through these lost players Mm -hmm. unseen. It's all this archival footage, but nothing you've seen before people you've rarely even heard of sometimes these figures that are important to history, but have been lost. And then it's also this very evocative footage. And then he does have an artist's touch, right? The way he puts them together. Very much so. And lays them quick cuts sometimes, but not often. And then the sound the, the music is clearly paramount and it's very edgy it's from all over the place i mean he opens it this was this was a question i had for you i think and maybe i figured it out the opening of the whole docu- of the whole series it's like a what is it is it a Stooges song it's uh no it's uh that's
3: the specials are you talking about that
4: nothing ever do nothing changed. yeah the specials but they're so it's it's there you go you got a little punk spirit from the beginning but they're tracking these these camera people right mm mm-hmm. mhm for like two or three minutes it's this long shot i'm like yeah. what are they what is this and he never says you, you never know but i have a theory i think i know oh he's got do a you theory. think
3: you know mark i have i would not even pretend to know
4: well the only i'll have to go back and look at it but you know they finally it's it's this ex, it's almost the full song it's an extended shot of these people kind of scrambling through hallways it looks like the media down a stairwell down a stairwell out the door and when they get out the door i think it's a fire truck Says District of Columbia, and it looks to me like they are on Capitol Hill. Oh, I think that might be riot-related footage. Oh, see, I thought they were scrambling chasing... out the back door.
3: See, I heard the siren, and I thought they were chasing Kanye West <laughs> and the Yeezy four five one. Both are they possible. Oh, I mean, like this documentary, Mark. No one can know the depth of you. you of me? Of right. you? With, no. with this
4: insight, Look But at I, that. I think you might. You that might was be the one. Something. The one little clip that I was like, I. All of them you could probably spend hours trying to put to get like, this is why this is here and how it plays off the other clips around it. But that one, like, what is this? Yeah. I and that's, that like, right is. away. That's right. I mean, there's a little bit of, he tees it up
3: a little bit, talking about the recent presidential election, how there is this renewed sense of hope. But there's also this weird sense that it's just more of the same, right? Stuck in the same. It's a, just a different flavor He of, of sets it up shit for biscuit.
4: He sets, excuse me, he sets it up for you, and then, and then he gives you the song and the two minute sort of track along of these people leaving a building. You're like, what the fuck? But yeah. then, so that's there's the style of it. There is the style. It's 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 sort of like a, um, I don't know. It's just the power of the footage, right? He he finds very interesting footage. Sticks it with interesting music, all of it unexpected, but then there's all the, it seems to me like the point of this episode was you're going to establish some themes and then it's some of these main char- these characters keep coming back, right? They do. Okay. I thought they would. They do. You got a few primary characters that have been introduced and are going to, their stories will unfold. And some of them return. Others do not. I think Freitas comes back. He does. I think, uh, the, who's the discordianism guy? Oh, Hux—not Huxley—not Huxley. Hurley, Kearney. Uh, I wrote it down. Mercativer. Carrie have, Thornley. Thornley returns. Jiang Xing. Jiang
3: Xing is a powerful figure throughout uh, huh. at least the first few episodes. I believe.
4: Ethel Boole may disappear. I'm afraid so. Yeah. Yeah. So I got those big three that have been introduced in this in this episode. So since you will be joining us for several more episodes, real quickly, you're hooked. Well, let's go to Michael Freitas. Oh, would you like right to... Right now, and then we'll talk about him. Okay, here we go.
3: I've got these sound cues on lock, Mark.
5: You must remember that, that when we came to this country, we were not traveling to a foreign country. We were taught, I was taught when I was a young man, that my country, Trinidad, was an extension of this one we were weaned on the concept of the empire when i was a young boy i stood in 90 degrees of sun day after day and sang all kind of silly things like god save the queen land of hope and glory britannia ruled the waves with the greatest of fervor and believed every word of it to come here and discover that not only wasn't I not travelling to the capital of the whole thing, which we were led to believe was so, but in actual fact we weren't wanted. has been a very shattering blow. Many people in this country who think that we are very hateful are so wrong. You see, this is the great mystery. When you came here, you say you found you weren't wanted. Why then did you stay? Why did you choose to stay here? This was the heartland of the whole thing, and one hoped against hope that what one saw was not right. Powerful.
4: The thing is, like, People sounded so much smarter back then. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> Just like, this was a not a this was not an elite. No. How, how eloquent. You interview people now these days, oh my God. Yeah, it's not as they pretty. They go on the street and they say, have you read a book? Oh no, give me a, t- this was a Jimmy Kimmel thing. You love Jimmy. I Kimmel. just saw it on the same thing. It said so they stopped people on the street and said, Name a book. The title of a book, and like no one could do it. They couldn't name a book? Any book? One guy was like uh, the food plan. The food fu- <laughs> The Food Plan. And they're like, okay. Anyway, so, well, so it uh, makes uh, me it makes me feel like we might have slipped as a, as a culture. Indubitably. But a, an, an early theme in this documentary
3: is and perhaps this is because we are not um, alone well we you and i are not british we're not citizens Speaking of the empire for yourself. okay
4: but i've seen I the brush be- family crest in my i studio? guess i have, do you,
3: does your blood go back there to to britain well my blood doesn't but no my, one knows where your blood goes that's right i'm a mystery you're a uh, yeah you are a mystery you're a rogue
4: i'm rogue dna well you've resisted You've, I'm a virus in the
3: code. You've had the opportunity. You, you have the means to know, don't you? Or do you, you, you don't know who your birth parents are?
4: Uh, no. Does no. I don't think it's a
3: secret. I don't. Do T-Bird and the general know? They know. I mean, there's a record of it. I know, but have they ever uttered a name?
4: No, Has there no, ever been an utterance? I
3: don't think so. Out of respect for your wishes, I don't know if they know. Because you seem you seem stalwartly against knowing. We've we've discussed this on past episodes. I, mean, I don't
4: I don't have feel the need to know. I think it would just complicate in ways that aren't
3: useful. Okay. Did did having children of your own impel you at all to want to know, even for the most? Uh, Biological reasons, (laughs) yeah, did a bit. I was gonna try and loop in a dog somehow,
4: Uh
3: but did you just to know about uh, your your genetics? Was there
4: there is only a desire to use some of these new tools, like twenty three andMe, to discover genetic information for medical benefit. Okay, that's it. But you don't really need to know. It's almost a deterrent because then it's like, oh well, then people are gonna start pinging me like, you're my cousin, and I live in.
3: Uh, You you want to avoid... Whales. Oh, whales. You want to avoid any sort of human interaction. Exactly. With with new strangers. (laughs) Exactly. Who are purporting to be family members. It's all broken. It's broken. I want to tear it down. (laughs) But I think what I was saying is, you and I, not Brits... I don't think that I had spent much time thinking about the notion of the British Empire mm. and of all these colonies and how the decline of the British Empire, what it meant for these colonies and the residents of this colony, and as Defreitas points out, like being raised with this idea that you you are part of this thing that when then when you go to visit the right the the heart of it you're you're, you're rejected.
4: But then look at th- what struck me about that segment most is. What was that? The seventies, probably. I think that was the seventies. Mm. And the guy's like, "So here's the real question, then: Why do you stay? Yeah, please leave. <laughs> it's like, like to think about asking that question now it just seems preposterous.
3: Well, you could also <laughs> flip that question on the empire, like, "Why do you stay? Why don't you leave? Why are you still <laughs> bothering these people? Yeah,
4: uh, why don't I stay? Because uh, you took us over. <laughs> yeah." And I came here because you made me. I
3: developed a taste for tea.
4: Yeah, exactly. The, just, the, just the very nature. Because, because I'll bet you in that moment, the way he answers it as well, it's like it feels. It's a fair. He expects the question. He it's does. He feels question. entitled to ask it. It's not exactly entitled to ask it. Well, there we go. And so, so there's character one. And character it seems one. like Doretas. You will know more than I because you've. Watched ahead. Well,
3: I mean, I like I've a bad watched, little boy. But I, to be fair, I watched these before we hatched this idea of BBC Buddies. And I, right now, I would like to suggest for anyone who's maybe never watched the series and just is listening to this cold, go ahead and feel free to watch it late at night. Fall asleep during an episode. Wait, I often I'll fall asleep during an episode and then I'll wake up right before the end of the episode. When there's some amazing musical moment happening, and it's so dramatic, and I'm like, what is going on? And then I turn it off, and I fall asleep, and I have the most insane dreams. And then I just pick up the episode again the next day.
4: Rewatch. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, feel free to do that, people. So this series,
3: though, is about juxtaposition, right? So you you meet a character like Dufritas, but then you also
4: meet... Well, so he is a, a, a Trinidadian who comes to London... Yes. Gets, gets hooked up with some uh, kind of like, a, a like racketeer, a, a, a very racketeer. famous
3: racketeer whose name I am not recalling, but who also, like everyone in this documentary, a mixed bag is like this guy was from Ukraine, I think Poland, Poland border ended up bouncing around during World War. He was World. a slumlord, he was in a Siberian prison, then got enlisted into the or conscripted into the Russian army. Ended up in London, kind of became this figure in the underworld. And Defreitas
2: was his number two.
3: Him. Yeah, he was, was his was enforcer
4: until he until he has a heart attack and is gone, and Defreitas becomes number one. And will co- but yes, yeah, th- even that guy is sort of viewed. All of the all of the footage of the moment, he's reprehensible. He's the, the living embodiment of, e- of evil. Mm-hmm. How he's treating these people, but then he was like giving them places to live as well when no one would. Exactly, prostitutes, immigrants.
3: Um, and so, well, also there's, there's an example of really just awful, um, journalism. Hold on. I just got
4: <laughs> Well,
3: as they're, um, discussing the Freitas's boss, whose name I can't recall, but they, they visit the, the, the editorial office of some oh, yeah. paper and they, it's pathetic. <laughs> Pathetic. It's the most non-objective nonsense his I've ever heard. Voice of his
4: voice was reprehensible. He yeah. looked reprehensible. It was yeah. gravelly. He had a gravelly voice. <laughs> Someone could evil. say that
3: about you in that mask, Mark. You've had a gravelly voice all day, and guess what? I don't find you reprehensible.
4: Oh, quite the opposite. One day there will be a documentary made out of us, lesser figures from history. That's with right. A profound impact. Well, and what this
3: documentary really, to me, what I've noticed, what I think it might. Or, you know, a running theme, an important theme. It's all about, like, so it's this, it's the story of the decay of power in the 20th century, Mm. told through the lens of these individuals. And how they, and they're all individuals who have some sort of chipping away at it. Well, they have an intimate moment where they come head to head with power in Mm. one way or another. Mm -hmm. Usually it doesn't end well. And. So let's talk a bit about Zhang Jing. Jiang Xing.
4: Zhang Xing. Did you know about Zhang Xing? I knew nothing.
3: Yeah. The, the wife I of... I know this.
4: Zhang Xing, Mrs. Mao Zedong, yes. eventually, quote, she lived alone, surrounded by pet monkeys and nurses conspiring against her.
3: Well, let's let's hear real quick what uh, Curtis has to say about her. I've got a sound cue in the hopper for us. pro.
1: I'm a pro. little music Jiang Qing was an extraordinary person. She believed in nothing except the power of her will to shape reality. Sorry. She had begun as an actor in films in Shanghai in the 1930s. The other actors looked down at her for her driving ambition.
2: she like to be on the top you see always she's a very ambitious woman and uh, she like to be a top and she uh, plays with the, you know with the old directors cameramen make them in, make make them you know pay oh, cool. attention you see and interesting <laughs> the same thing so i do can well have you know, part of the film
3: what's funny too is the film that they're showing uh, that she was in she married called, a, a, a
4: quite <laughs> it's
3: called old bachelor wang <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right
3: anyway uh but how interesting is that right like this fierce individualist uh, mm. like really kind of a feminist that they talk about later How she she didn't like the lady was starting to talk about it she was married to a famous writer for a while but he his uh, will did not match hers she felt he, he was holding he, her back she divorces right. him he tries to kill himself in the river doesn't succeed because it's too cold <laughs> right. but then she writes him a letter basically saying like i am i am like, I'm not less than any man, I'm not Mm -hmm. like like that she's so driven by her will and her will to have power and all this interesting that she then goes to the heart of the communist revolution right She's like the antithesis of of the idea of communism, even though I think what usually corrupts communism is individual greed, right
2: Mm.
4: but here she is, almost like a shot of hot lead she is She has like, an amazing story, right? Absolutely. She's a promising actress, failed marriage, fail, runs into trouble in her career because everybody thinks she's too full of herself. Mm-hmm. And she marries Mao Zedong in a <laughs> communist colony and becomes the first lady, I guess.
3: Well, but first, they the other communist leaders are so threatened by her. That they make her sign that thing, saying she will not right. take part in any sort of political activity for, for 30, 30 years. years. And, and then, then they she like
4: institutionalize her. And then she has, begins to have a career taking over the Chinese movie industry.
3: Well, yes, she's Mao. I think as Mao is losing power or seeing power shift, he brings her back and sends her to Shanghai. And she starts revamping all these old Chinese operas and, and with her own kind of... Spin. Uh, well, a key theme for her is hate. Right. She's driven by hate. She hates this other actress who back in the day was upstaging her. Right. She hates all these other communist leaders who like locked her away
4: for all this time. And so she... She hates the, the embedded power structure. Those are those, it seems like those are the... There's, there are many themes, but the, if you had to pick two of the main twin themes, rise of the individual, mm-hmm. personal psychology, individualism... And how that was a change from this collective spirit to all contribute to the greater good, versus when that connects with the power structure. Yeah. Deep embedded, deep state power systems. And how they aren't going to give up. How apropos to our current time and moment in history. Well, and how strange, too. I should be narrating a documentary with that voice and this voice. You kind of sound like. Apropos of our moment in history. Richard Attenborough. In need of a lozenge. I need some water. Uh,
3: yes, it is an appropriate thing to be watching right now. But it's—I mean—how self-obsessed have we become? I feel like it's—you're mm. getting all these examples of it from a bygone era. But my God, it's gone off the rails.
4: Well, it's all—it and it's all happened, but. Especially when you get into, the, later in this episode, the Illuminati stuff and the conspiracy theories and the way technology's coming. It's, this, it's all happened before. I didn't know that. Yet doomed to happen again. How clearly it had happened before. But just the in The exact of, same strategies that Trump, et cetera,
3: uses now. Well, but in terms of how we've taken this age of the individual and, and exploded it exponentially, this isn't really discussed in the documentary, but social media... All these things that are supposedly bringing us closer together have just kind of turned us in, That's in these there. isolated blowhards. <laughs> Look at my meal that I'm about to
4: eat. Uh, well, Look at that. me doing squats. There's that, so it fuels your individualism, but there's also um, uh, the inability to envision a new world because it only gives you the one you want that you already know. A different version of it every day. Yeah, the, that's the opening credits. They show Biden right after Obama. It's like a different version of that. If you like this, you'll love this.
3: That's right. But it does. Speaking of isolation, let's let's dip right into this clip about um, about the new sub, the emergence of the suburbs in America. Mm. How is seen as a bastion of individualism? You go, you stake your this little claim.
4: Is, this is one where I begin to immediately think of what's happening right now. Yeah, you got your suburban home. And it's always the right wing.
3: <laughs> you got your suburban home. <laughs> You listen, <laughs> listen to the damn tape. <laughs> well, I was trying to catch us up to it without moving him, but all right, since you insist, <laughs>
1: picture it some children playing in the yard with <laughs> fake rifles. In and the America, guy's got like a massive rifle pointed at him. Had become central to the politics of the Cold War. What are you, bulletproof? Get out from behind that tree because it was what defined the United States against the collective ideology of Russia. At the heart of it was the picture of a strong, confident individual living an independent life in the new, giant suburbs outside the old cities. My gun won't shoot that far. But there was a weakness, because the people in the suburbs were alone. And in their isolation away from the old communities, they started to become fearful and lost. Out of these fears came a paranoia that was fueled by groups on the extreme right, like the John Birch Society.
5: To the republic
3: for which it stands... Which sugary cereals can you name while I punch you in the face?
1: They said that the American government had been taken over by hidden groups, controlled by the communists. At the end of the 1950s, a theory spread like wildfire through the suburbs that President Eisenhower himself had really been put into power by the communists. He is a dedicated, conscious agent of the Russians, the head of the John Birch Society said. That conclusion is based on detailed evidence so extensive that it is beyond any reasonable doubt.
3: Yowza!
4: I mean, come on.
3: Before Substitute
4: we deep state for communism, Biden for Eisenhower. It's all
3: right. There. History we repeat. John itself. Birch
4: for QAnon. If I may make
3: one production quibble, and <laughs> is that you need to level up all the? Well, I've noticed. So, in my viewing situation, I picture it. Picture me supine, oh, supine. God. How do you pronounce that one, Mark? Supine. supine. In my bed, nude. Usually. Under under a weighted blanket. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> of course. I don't know if I can continue. Uh, <laughs> of course. Watching
3: just watching this via the YouTube app on my Sony Bravia Android television. So I've it's on a big screen. It's a very large screen. Yeah. But I have a a soundbar. It's an old Vizio soundbar with Mm. a subwoofer Mm. that is plugged in, and it's under our bed. Mm. So all the bass comes up through the bed, which is Mm. usually good. If you're watching, like, WandaVision or something, ooh, you're right there, but... The the levels are a little off on this one. I don't know if it's like that, if you're streaming it on the BBC's website. Maybe it's the YouTube upload, but it's hard to hear him, especially when there's like... Like these heavy bass moments, which is kind of near constant. So, you know. I didn't have... So I did it... Are are, are you watching this
4: clothed? (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. I have lots of clothes on and several heavy-weighted blankets. Oh, very nice. I did some headphones on a laptop as like a work break you're and not, some TV in my study, but there's no, it's just a little TV speaker. So it's a tinny sound, no ba- booming bass. So you're not sharing this experience with the one you love. Red twist is, I'm, I started to entice her last night. I'm trying to get her to watch him.
3: Oh, I thought you meant, are those two things related? You were enticing her <laughs> yes. towards something else. And then you're like, I was now, enticing let's watch her this. and
4: then I put on the clothes and the weighted blanket. And uh, let's watch this.
3: You were like, you know that I haven't had a vasectomy yet. <laughs> There's still a lot of very potent seed, the origins of which are clouded in mystery.
4: <laughs> but it's clearly, I'm clearly being a plant of the communist plan.
3: Yes. Speaking of history repeating itself. So that's so fascinating, right? He's talking about isolation, anxiety. Suburbs. American suburbs. Suburbs.
4: He's talking about American suburbs and then there's Freitas for like the British colonies. Yeah stories developing in these parallel paths
3: but is social media China,
4: in China China
3: is social media though like the new suburbs in a way it's like this weird isolated community where anyone can have their little freak out weird I believe this party
4: I think that's there's truth in that and there's truth in um, the larger story being so you've got individualism hitting these deeply embedded power structures that are maybe dying but, mm. but won't give up that's what we're living in right now in america but then all of those power structures shifting online
3: yeah but and then how you also they're rebuilding
4: themselves there
3: you have isolation fueling suspicious thought and yes. conspiratorial thinking you do and then you add to that potent mix a pandemic that forces everyone to stay isolated
4: internet fueled the dark paranoia across the virtual world isolated individuals sitting alone in front of their screens it flattens the world between the Illuminati and MK Ultra. It does. Which was part of it as well. I didn't know that the Illuminati was this Bavarian thing from the 1800s and that the guy, what was his name? We keep forgetting. Harry th- Thornley. Thornley. Reinserted as a, basically a cultural joke. Yeah. Like this is so outlandish. No one will ever believe it. But 50 years later, it's now.
3: Everyone like does. <laughs> and people take it so seriously. Yeah.
4: Well, that was the, do we have that clip? Do we, of the uh, Garrison guy?
3: Garrison. Uh, yes. The thing about clip. Oswald? Uh This is yeah. one of your requested clips.
4: Well then it's yeah, it's the th- No, the last one. The last one. Time
1: and Peripete As a result. Yeah, this is it. Only came to the notice of the man who was going to be the main creator of the JFK conspiracy theory. Mm. He was the district attorney of New Orleans. Called Jim Garrison. Garrison said that Oswald had just been part of a giant conspiracy that included the CIA, big business, the news media and anti-Castro Cubans, who together had killed the president.
2: There's no question about that. There was a conspiracy. A number of men were involved. An apparatus which was lethal in nature, uh, of which Lee Harvey... R.V. Oswald was a part, assigned a
1: role essentially as decoy. Now, don't ask me what the organization is because I can't say. But the implication clearly is the Central Intelligence Agency, your own security organization in the United States. It almost sounds like that, doesn't
2: it? I have no comment about that. That's all I have to say about that.
4: Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. You would think that if you could bring that to light in the current moment, people would be like, oh, I should stop believing this crap. But the fact that the guy. He was putting letters in Playboy magazine. Mm-hmm. He called it Operation Mindfuck. Remember this? Yeah, it's fascinating. The Illuminati are behind everything that upsets you, all the chaos in the world. Here we are. Well, what a because as yes. Curtis, Adam, Adam Curtis, <laughs> um, has, is so skillfully portraying. We are built for this with the suburbs the way they are. We are, and the way we were built as a society. Maybe Yeah, different here than Britain for sure.
3: When I think we, we were hearing about this, anyone who's paying attention, Mark, to the, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, um, but biologically, right? To
4: this show, no one's paying attention.
3: But to our other show, 9000, I think a common theme is that we, we are animals, right? We're, we're intelligent animals, highly intelligent, but we are social animals. We need to be around our other animal kind here. We need human interaction. We need to be... What we need to be part, we need to feel valued. We need to feel like we have purpose. And when we're isolated and put in these weird little boxes, bad things happen. Our and minds spin out of control.
4: All these advances of the mod, like the liberation of your individualism—they've mm-hmm. made you feel better. But there's been a complete neglect for the the way that connects in as a social thing. Yeah, we haven't we haven't done anything to address those power structures and get that better. And so here we are. That's his main thesis, right? That we feel... We know it's all broken, but we feel stuck and don't know how to fix it.
3: Well, and also, I think we're, like, addicted to all these distractions. Like, why would you want to fix it when you can stream
4: a thousand shows? Yeah. You know? I want to fix it. It's nauseating. Every time... Jenny and I, have we've never watched the news. (laughs) Is it time for that segment?
3: (laughs) Oh, I didn't mean... I didn't know where you wanted that... Can we can go to that this is gonna be a wait but i'm curious you and jenny have never watched the news in your well, entire life
4: no no like sit down and watch the nightly news like at five thirty. with oh Lester you mean Holt. the lame media? yeah exactly and i started doing it during the freaking election madness and then the riots when i thought we'd feel like everything might just go up in flames mm-hmm. um why did i bring this up what
3: was the topic what were we were oh, discussing? Sorry, I derailed it with the Kylie Minogue. Oh,
4: every time there's a new story, I'm like, whatever. This the the senator now demanding we read the 600 page bill out loud just to. It's like something is severely broken. Mm. It's not getting better. Well, it's probably that
3: thing that's broken inside all of us, right?
4: But in a different, like it's it's a decline. It is. It's it's this decline that you feel helpless to correct. Cause it's happening at such a massive scale and it people is. are so and like there's different realities now people are not operating on the same set of facts. how do you fix it is adam going to tell us i don't know it doesn't seem like the something about the tone of the us. uh documentary series tells me that the, well, if, if there is a resolution it's not a happy one well let's do this segment then okay because i want to go take you to the youtube comments okay I believe each of these shows so hit me hit my cue.
3: That w- oh, I got to hit it again?
4: Oh, that was catchy. Let's do it again.
3: All right, hold on. What do we name
4: this segment? get you out of my... La, 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 la? Oh, boy, you're loving is
3: all I think about. Sure. It's the boy, you're loving is all I think about segment, where Mark reads comments.
4: From YouTube, this- I would like to read to you, from Ezra the Paw... Imagine searching
3: Wait for... Wait a minute, just real quick. Be sure to tune in to episode 164 of our flagship show, 9000, because when you say the paw, didn't you just hit me with something about a dog paw? Yes, I did. Okay. Are these things related? No. Is this some sort of... Yes. Your version of a Curtis
4: pastiche? This is a, no, Bavarian, this is a Bavarian Illuminati logic Because I'm starting
3: to see patterns.
4: You should. I'm I'm alarmed. There's no rationality or logic, <laughs> just patterns. Ezra the Paw, just two weeks ago, commenting on part one of Adam Curtis's lovely documentary, imagine searching for a Kylie Minogue song and finding this. <laughs> That's true, right? I could, I could
3: flip that. Imagine searching for this documentary series and constantly having to navigate around a Kylie Minogue
4: song. <laughs> From Fred Raybold, he creates the Adam Curtis drinking game. Mm. take a shot every time a dark dangerous or destructive force is unleashed Uh, you won't make it to the end of the documentary the replies to that are take a shot when there's something nefarious lurking under the surface from a past a dream world haunted with ghosts john morley says i'm drunk (laughs) okay myth tree says he's brainwashing us james mcdonald says quote and then something strange happened that happens a lot. And, I think then, that's, and, then, and then something strange I happens. I think you know what you're getting into there, so I'm not sure there's going to be a solution. Those are the only ones I wrote down. Let's see How many views are, do we have on episode one? Are,
3: is, is, are these comments on the, ver, the file posted to Adam Curtis's own YouTube page?
4: This is the Adam Curtis Documentary YouTube channel, <clears throat> which he loaded this episode, or somebody did, on February 13, a couple weeks, 520,000 views.
3: All right, let's get that number
4: up. Come on, people. Come on, Natch crowd. Love it or hate it,
3: there is so much to learn from this docu-series, if you will. I'm excited.
4: It's going to be a a mind-bender. My mind's bent. All right, well, let's talk about this. We've talked about... I want to talk about the Voynich manuscript. Oh, I
3: I wrote that in my (laughs) notes too. That that is probably the most... uh, Strange of a very of a very strange series. So you meet this uh this woman, I believe her name is Ellen Ethel. Ethel Boole. Boole? Boole. Boole. She as a young uh, girl was part of a communist revolution in Russia.
4: No, no. She wrote a book well, that she wrote the a book Russian called... Revolution.
3: But she was involved with Oh. I think she was a revolutionary. She wrote a book called The Gadfly. Yes. And it was kind of all about surrendering yourself, shedding the individual to be part of a, to, you know, devote your life to a communal effort, right? To overthrow corrupt power systems. But then she moves to New York with her husband. He becomes an, an- antiquarian bookseller. Right. And she forgets all about the revolution. Grows, just- grows to be an old woman. I think her husband has passed on. The Russian ballet comes through New York City. Right. When members of the Russian ballet discover that she's still alive, they're beside themselves because they all read her book. It was fuel as they fought in their own revolution. So they meet her. They love her except for one ballerina, the star ballerina, who hates communism, who is a fierce individualist, who doesn't want other people making decisions for her. It's this beautiful, strange, interconnected moment. And then you later come to discover, well, you discover that her husband,
4: he got a whole, he bought, he had contri- ownership of the
3: Voynich manuscript. Yeah. And he says a mysterious thing that no one's been able to translate called the Voynich well, manuscript. Did, I looked it up. I meant to look it up, but it never comes up again, at least not it's, in that episode. And I don't think in subsequent episodes. I don't
4: episodes. think it will, but it's just, that it's just this weird historical, aside. It's, it's a manuscript, it's like 700 years old. Mm. and elaborately written, but it's a language no one has been able to decode or decipher. It's the aliens. But there's like 25 or so symbols, so it really looks like a language. Some people think it's gibberish, but a lot of people don't. It's unknowable to this day. Just another layer. And it's almost like he forgot to come back to and it. And it was her father
3: who, wasn't it? So her father is... Invented AI? Well, sort of. His name was George Boole, and... Uh, Oh, wait. I well, mean, let's... you would know if he had invented AI. I knew about it before I even encountered it in this documentary, oh, Of Mark. course you did. It's part of my NDA. Let's, let's <laughs> jump to that. Are you making that up? Am I making what up? Your own NDA. I can't say. I can't comment.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know how NDAs You're work. You're pulling a goddamn garrison.
1: By controlling them. And in a strange twist, the person whose ideas would guide that revolution was Ethel Boole's father. George Boole, George Bull in a strange twist. He was a twist. mathematician from the 19th century called George Boole. Boole had been a deeply religious man, and one afternoon in the 1840s, as he walked across a field near Doncaster, a thought had flashed into his head that he believed was a religious vision. Boole suddenly saw how you could use mathematics unlock the mysterious processes of human thought. The same symbols that were used in algebra could be used to describe what went on inside people's heads as they followed a train of thought, expressing all the twists and turns in simple binary form. If this, then that. If that, then not this.
4: Is
3: that all we are? (laughs) Or are we
1: just...
4: Well, did, I'm wondering a, endless that, chain of binary. Maybe you'll code. know this. Maybe you'll know this better than me. But it does seem like that is a third theme that has that is going to be developed more as the series progresses. Because as of now, you've got individualism rising, power structures set, but then there's this overlay of the AI tech, social media, what that's doing to all of it.
3: Well, I think there's the the unpredictability too of of this machine learning. I mean, back then this was just an a strange idea that was discounted for the most part, and there was the yes. te- the technology Decades. didn't really exist to to extrapolate on it. But now GPT three tells us we're at a point where at least Adam Curtis is awesome. Well, you can get GPT three to to write paragraphs. Like you can give it a prompt. Oh boy. And it will like you can. Uh, I've read a few of them. Someone basically said like like they come up with the the bullets of like a fake news story or something about like a train and crash. And you and GPT three through its probability uh, programming will can generate like paragraphs, extrapolating on it, not necessarily accurately, but it's intelligent. It's like it can generate uh, fresh pros I think at the level of like a fifth grader but it's completely in many ways it's useless it's almost like a party trick at this point because it's so unpredictable it has no business applications really because you can't you could ask it the wrong question it could give you a very unsavory
4: answer but I guess but I guess you're right it's the same ...process of scientific discovery that, goes, that was behind... Because that's in this episode, right? The MKUltra, the CIA experiments, mm-hmm. loading people with LSD, trying to deprogram them and A genuine
3: conspiracy, not a theory. Something right. that did happen. Right.
4: Right. And how that is sort of a precursor to even AI in some ways. Oh, boy. I don't yeah. know if... I mean, well, you know, I, I don't know. Out of all these themes... What seems most compelling right now is this entrenched power structure dying mm-hmm. and not, re- not knowing how to adapt, which is the um, – that's why I put that clip in there with the dude because th- these are probably lesser characters, right? The, the model mm-hmm. who is, has a successful career, she gets married to some sort of British society gentleman who has no job. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think his father had been prime minister at one point, or his uncle. Uh, or okay,
4: and then he, she, he's out cheating on her all the time. He, like, well, he forces her to move to the country. He takes her away from <laughs> right. modeling and that world. He wants her to stop modeling. She, he moves her to the country. He comes back to the city, but doesn't want her there. Yeah, she, she eventually catches him in a car.
3: Yeah, and he like won't stooping, tell her what.
4: Stupid somebody. <laughs>
3: And she divorces him, and that well, be- she—he won't grant her a divorce, so she has to make it a public. Um, it's like a pro—not a protest. It's a a protestacular. No, it's uh, some sort of. Anyway, a lot of their private letters and things become right. public record.
4: Public record, and he—he yeah. and, he and does they, not take it well. No,
3: for the weirdest reasons. But it here. Let's listen to a bit of it right now. Well, that's him blowing his nose. He's upset during an interview.
1: (laughs) For men like Robin Douglas Hume, the expectation of power had been deeply embedded inside their minds. Mm. But as the world had changed around them, and real power ebbed away, Mm. they were left with a terrible melancholy that in some would turn to despair. Fucking proud, boys. A year after the filming... Robin Douglas Hume committed
3: suicide. Wow. Another interesting fa- uh, byproduct, or I don't know, element of this series is that the music before that piano music, that little bit of electronic music, that was the Dust Brothers, that's from the Fight Club soundtrack. Like, he pulls in music from other soundtracks. He cre- oh. And then there's like a reoccurring bit of kind of ambient music that's from a band I think called Stars of the Lid that almost becomes the theme music of the whole thing, but it's it's, it's almost like found
4: art, the, this whole thing. The whole thing, right? The footage, the music, the storylines. Mm-hmm. He does a very good job of it. And what you
3: have here with this poor idiot is like...
4: Robert Hume?
3: It's like the internal power struggle too, right? It's like the the power struggle inside, right? He thinks that he should be in control of this other person, right? And then when that collapses, the British on
4: Empire him, thinks it should be in control of others of other cultures, and that's the another, men should be in control of the women. That's where we are. are. Am I wrong? Is that not where we are with the Republican Party right now?
3: It kind of seems that way. they the demographics a strange, are shifting away from strange them. Strange
4: place. They're 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 backwards on every social on most social issues. Now on even economic, like, they're just off the rails, and it's because they have no future. It feels to me like a desperate attempt to rig the system so that you can stick around and be relevant. Like this guy. Oh, the worst part is they might succeed. Well, that's my point, is that it says in there, like, even as the power was slipping away from them, well, like, we know that's where we are now, but is it just going to automatically get to where it needs to be. Can it pretty please (laughs) slip all the way away? (laughs) Or are they going to figure out ways to like reclaim it? Oh, I can't wait for episode two, episode seven. When we interview Adam Curtis,
3: God willing. And then, you know, episode two of real life. Let's tease it. What
4: is episode two of real life?
3: Well, I mean, I'm we're, we're learning about power slipping away in another era and we're witnessing power slipping away in real time.
4: Scare what is episode watch. two of this? Sh- this series is called, oh, well, it's, it's got some asterisks. Shooting and fucking are the same thing. Josh uh, has already watched it.
3: I have. I will not lead on, but I will say.
4: It, does it have, a, 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 the, are the last 10 minutes another sort of gut-wrenching
3: power blow? of? If it's the one I'm thinking of, it's maybe the most gut-wrenching of all. And oh. it's, it's something I didn't really know about and ended up reading about beyond Ooh. this and just reading about it and thinking about it more it I if I think about it too much it moves me to tears oh my lord so brace get yourself. ready brace yourself for episode two of BBC buddies thank you for joining us be sure to check out Adam Curtis's YouTube documentary channel we'll put the link in the description unless you have access to the BBC streaming service. If you do, you're a lucky devil. Um, Are we
4: doing documentaries like this? I don't know. Does anything in the U.S. happen like this? There was Ken is Burns. The closest.
3: I mean, it, it, I guess it's Ken Burns. But Ken Burns
4: is, is very thoughtful and informed, but it doesn't have the edge. It's very linear. Linear, and it is extremely linear. There's something like it doesn't weird, have the artistry.
3: Well, there's something weirdly ironic about Ken Burns doing a documentary about jazz because <laughs> he is so locked into a form.
4: Jazz, ah,
3: I mean jazz. at at its best in my opinion is breaks free from a form it stays within a framework in a way but it's like experiment it's the closest thing i i think it's wintergreen our closest expression to juicy fruit perhaps godliness i don't know i don't know what giant steps mark (laughs) come back join us again uh where have all the flowers gone maybe marlene knows
2: maybe Sag mir, wo die Mädchen sind, wo sind sie geblieben? Sag mir, wo die Mädchen sind, was ist geschehen? Sag mir, wo die Mädchen sind, Männer namen sie geschwimmen. Wann wird man je verstehen, wann wird man je Sag mir, wo die Männer sind, wo sind sie geblieben? Sag mir, wo die Männer sind, was ist geschehen? Sag mir, wo die Männer sind, zogen vor der Krieg beginnt, wann? Wird man je verstehen wann wird man je verstehen? Sag wo die Soldaten sind wo sind sie geblieben. Sag, wo die Soldaten sind was ist geschehen? Sag wo die Soldaten sind über man je verstehen, wann wird man je verstehen, sag mir wo die Gräber sind, wo sind sie geblieben, sag mir wo die Gräber sind, was ist geschehen, sag mir wo die Gräber sind, Blumen blühen im Sommerwind, wann wird man je verstehen? Wann wird man je verstehen? Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind. Wo sind sie geblieben? Sag mir, wo die Blumen sind. Wo die Blumen sind, Mädchen pflückten sie geschwind. Wann wird man je verstehen?